0: This is the Intersection. This is the Intersection Podcast, recorded Friday, the fourteenth of September, twenty eighteen. Episode thirty seven New Watch, New iPhones. The Intersection Podcast is only made possible through the support of its listeners and sponsors. If you have a product or service that you feel may appeal to our audience, please contact sponsor at intersectioncast.com. Hello and welcome to The Intersection, the podcast that bridges together the worlds of tech and pop culture. And I thought I'd just chip in with um, a, a shorter edition of The Intersection because Apple have held their annual iPhone event. They held it on Thursday... The twelfth of September, and this is normally their biggest media event of the year. The iPhone is obviously their leading product, and everyone looks forward to the latest revision. And this year, um, well, it was a pretty packed year because Apple not only uh, showed us the new new iPhone, or more specifically, three new models of iPhone. They showed us an updated Apple Watch, the Apple Watch Series Four. So um, chances are, if you're into tech, if you're interested in Apple products at all, you've already captured um, a glimpse of. what what they had to show, or maybe you watched the conference yourself. Uh, So rather than reiterating um, and going into what they actually announced, what they showed, I wanted to talk about whether what they showed uh, represents uh, good value for money, whether the upgrades were... Let's say um, um, impressive enough for you to consider perhaps um, you know trading in your existing phone, selling your existing phone, or spending the money because these products aren't cheap. So obviously these are very first world problems. And um, you know if I say something like oh there are tough decisions to be made, it sounds somewhat ridiculous. But nonetheless, you're, if you're fan, you listen to this podcast, you're a fan of technology, and obviously these products are most likely on your mind. Now first of all um, the 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 biggest product announced was Apple's new flagship iPhone that's uh, has been named the iPhone XS or most people probably call call it the iPhone XS. Insert jokes there. Now, um, this um, this this is an interesting one because or rather it's not such an interesting one um there are two variants of the iPhone 10s uh, that were announced there was the iPhone 10s which is the uh, looks exactly the same as the the iPhone 10 of last year and there is um the iPhone 10s max now, the XS Max is um, a, a rather large model. Um, it is essentially, I mean, I could say, I mean, it's 6.5 inches screen, which is, you know, veering towards the size of an iPad mini, uh, which is around 7.2 inches, I think, or something like that. But um, it's, it's it's a massive phone. One of the benefits of the iPhone 10 last year was that it gave us a bigger screen with a smaller form factor because while the The old iPhone Plus model phones were popular due to um and a high capacity battery and a larger screen they were quite large quite cumbersome to operate you certainly couldn't operate them uh, with a single hand you had to hold the whole thing with both hands so they fell into the category of the phablet um you know a category that samsung have um have dominated for a while with, with products such as the the galaxy note um so um the iphone 10 resolved many of those problems um now I thought that was it. I thought you know I, I, Apple have found the sweet spot and 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 lo and behold, you know we all the all the form factors of of the um of the forthcoming um iPhones will resemble that the ten in terms of the size and um what that's not the case uh, mainly because apple are Somewhat slave to the Chinese market, that's where the money can be made, and in the Chinese market they like things gold, they like things shiny, and they like things big, because um, most of their computing is done using those plus-size devices where we would perhaps rely on laptops and tablets and what have you. So um, I've had no choice, really. So they have announced a plus-size iPhone XS. um, And um, like I said, it's 65 inches screen. But to give you a point of comparison, if you imagine the existing iPhone um, Plus model, so like the iPhone 8 Plus or the iPhone uh, 6 Plus, etc., 7 Plus, um, if you imagine that... Um, You get rid of the bezels, you get rid of the home button, you have edge-to-edge screen. Same form factor, but edge-to-edge screen. Maybe it's just not quite as wide, just a little bit less wide. That's the iPhone 10X Max. and of course, like I said, the Chinese market is important. So Apple have introduced, uh, for both the XS and the XS Max, a brand new colour, and that is gold. And it is a gorgeous gold. It really is. It, it looks stunning, I won't lie. Um, and obviously, that's what they're pushing with their marketing. They're showing the gold version. Um, so, I mean, you've got... So, really, immediately, there you go. They've got two things to think about. you got a new colour, and you've got a larger screen. Now... Um, Other than that, I found it underwhelming. I found, compared to the features that were introduced with the iPhone X last year, there wasn't much different. Most of the changes are that, in terms of the way we use our phones, will be brought with the introduction of iOS 12, which everyone will have access to from Monday. Um, And, yeah, there's not much else to it. I mean, we have a... um, well. Well, basically, what I'm going to do, actually, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run through the specs of the iPhone XS. um, And obviously, the the XS Max, um, what would normally happen with the Plus model iPhones was that the Plus model phones would have um, uh, some point of differentiation, um, some sort of unique special feature compared to the standard size ones. Um, That's not been the case this year with the XS. So the XS and the XS Max are exactly the same in terms of specification. Um, and so really there's, you know, unless you're interested in, in large screen, there's no real benefit paying more money for the the, um, the XS Max. It's such a mouthful saying there's awful titles, but there you go. Um, so I'm going to run through the features of the 10s. Again, they're applicable to the 10s Max. And... Really, just trying to expose how it's not that much different uh, to what Apple had to offer last year with the iPhone X. So you know, uh, Super Retina display, absolutely, the display remains the same. Now, what they do say is that there is a minor improvement on the display in terms of responsiveness of the touch screen. It's slightly more responsive. You in real world terms you're not really gonna notice that. There's not much wrong with the iPhone 10. Um in terms of the color gamut of the screen, it's slightly wider on in on, on the 10s. Again, the 10 had a brilliant screen. This is not something you're going to notice, this is not a deal breaker um the oled screen is this is essentially the same it's all it's an all all screens edge to edge oled display um the design is the same materials the same in terms of glass and stainless steel now in terms of dust and water resistance it's a little bit of a difference here the iphone 10 was certified ip67 what does that mean that means that it remained uh water resistant uh to a maximum depth of one meter for up to 30 minutes with the 10s, you will be able to submerge your iPhone in in water for to maximum depth of two meters, uh, again for up to thirty minutes. So it's not quite as advanced as the watch. I think it's fifty meters or so with the watch. But um, you know, chances are you're not going to be going um, deep sea diving with your iPhone 10 or 10s. Um, and um, they said at the show, they were mentioned that they've tested all sorts of substances, they've tested it on beer, they've tested it, you know, on 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 regular water and, and what have you and, and wine and, and, and yeah, it's the same it's the same applies. So your 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 iPhone ten was just as water resistant. Um in terms of everyday spillages, um, but in, in, in terms of you know, the depth of it being submerged, you get a little bit more, We get double actually with the XS. Again, this isn't really gonna bother most people. Um, in terms of the cameras, they remain the same. So you've got dual uh, 12 megapixel cameras with uh, dual optical image stabilization. Now that remains the same. The aperture remains the same. What is different, however, we've, there's a slightly bigger lens, and there's always bigger lens, better quality pictures, more light can enter to the camera. Um, what uh, another thing they're pushing is, um, and and this is partly due to the new A12 processor. So in terms of, I won't bore you with too much. We're speaking about how processors work. But uh, the processor power in the iPhone XS is obviously a little bit more faster than the iPhone X. Um, in terms of the architecture, in terms of the way it does things and computes things, it's pretty much exactly the same. It's just faster. So um, you do get a faster processor with the XS, absolutely. I don't think in real-world terms you're going to notice this too much. Um now what it does do actually it 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 does enhance um photography and face and face id apparently so What they were saying was because of this new um, processor, it can handle when you take a single photo within a split second, a trillion commands at once, where it was, I think, several billion for the iPhone X. Don't quote me on those figures, but it was more or less that that sort of uh, comparison. Now, uh, what they're saying is that this introduces a new technology for the XS called um, Smart HDR. Now, we had HDR um uh, on the iphone 10 which is basically when in in layman's terms when the phone when when you take a a photo with the phone um within that split second it takes a series of different photos um, where different apertures to basically produce a combined photo with um the ideal um the optimum highlights and low lights um from the photos that were taken um so you know, everything remains in focus, everything, everything everything remains sharp and everything is vivid. Um that those are real layman's terms. But um what this one does is it, it can do more. It can do more so this is this is uh computational photography. Um it can do a lot more a lot more quickly, which they're saying will result in better quality photos. Again. I don't know. You can't really trust the demo photos that Apple shows at these things because no one can ever produce anything looking as good. Um, there's nothing wrong with the iPhone 10 camera. I don't think. I think it's perfectly fine. Um, but you will, you know, you know, like I said, there's a slight improvement. But um, in terms of megapixels, aperture is, is pretty much the same. In terms of Face ID, again, the benefits are brought due to the processor in that the Face ID technology has not changed. They have not introduced a Face ID 2. Uh, What they have said, though, is that Face ID may, the repeat may, um, be a little bit faster, a little bit quicker, because in terms of processing the algorithm that's used to determine whether you are you and whether your phone should unlock, the faster processor will will help that, allow that to happen, facilitate for that to happen a little bit more quickly. Again, in real-world terms, you won't really notice that much of a difference. If this was going to really bring some significant differences to the way you would use your phone, in terms of Face ID, then Apple would have renamed the technology Face ID 2, or second generation of Face ID. Um, now, here's another interesting one in terms of photography. Um, so portrait mode is, again, something that we enjoyed on the iPhone X. It, it It's here, of course, on the iPhone XS. But quite sneakily, Apple have uh, something called depth control, which basically means you can toggle on the fly after you've taken the photo the depth of field. So you can make it less blurry or, or more, uh, you know, more blurry, whatever, more in focus or more blurry. Now, this is a complete con because they're claiming that this is only possible with the power of the A12 processor. That's nonsense because Samsung have been doing something like this for years, for years on older phones, phones like the Galaxy S6. They've been doing this where you can mess around with the depth of field afterwards. There's an app, there's an app on the App Store and the name escapes me right now, but if you have a quick look, you'll find it, um, on which you can use on your iPhone 10, where you can tweak the depth of field. So you can take photos and tweak the depth fulfilled so this is just marketing speak this is just a feature for the sake of um adding a unique feature this is not something that could not be achieved on the iphone 10 at all and i think you're 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 clocking on now and getting a trend that really the iphone 10s does not have that much more to offer it is an incremental upgrade um and go through the list um there's nothing else there's absolutely nothing else there's nothing else Worthy of mention, apart from one thing, or two things, actually. I say there's nothing else. There's two things, to be fair. First of all, there's gigabit class LTE. So basically, gigabit class LTE, what does this mean? This is essentially 4.5G. So this is a stepping stone towards 5G, um the data speeds. We're not quite there yet with 5G. And in terms of gigabit class LTE, in the UK, the only network who has been trialing it, I believe, um is, has been EE. So, and this is not something that is, uh, has gone mainstream just yet. It is a trial. So for example, if you'll only really be able to experiment with giga- gigabit LTE, um, if you're, if you have, you live in Cardiff or you you work or you live around, um, you know, London's tech city, uh, which is essentially the area around old street, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, um, you, you won't be able to, to take advantage of that, um, I d- I doubt you'll be able to take advantage of that. And again, this is something that it by the time it really takes off and it really becomes mainstream, I believe um, you know the next generation of iPhone will be out. So um, this is not something that's going to make you want to go rush to the Apple Store and purchase the iPhone XS. Um, the other uh, feature is, and it's the final difference I can see, is dual-SIM capability. Now, this, this is useful for me, or useful for anyone who is, let's say, wants a separate number um I have a separate sim card popped in there for work purposes someone who travels who wants a separate sim card in there to take advantage of cheaper rates when you are abroad you know a local sim take advantage of cheaper cheaper rates for data and 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 for voice calls or perhaps for someone who is, uh, you know, you have a secret lover, maybe. I don't know, you want a second phone number. I mean, there are a variety of reasons why you would want a second SIM in there. And um, so dual SIM is something useful. Uh, And you might find, in your case, if you're running a business, whatever, you've got to set a separate uh, number for your business. You, you You might want, that might be worth the upgrade to you. Um, the way it works in um, in in the iPhones in the West are sl- slightly different to the way it works with the iPhones in China. So in the West, it's achieved through having a standard standard SIM card tray. And what's known as eSIM embedded within the, within the phone. So eSIM is a is a virtual SIM card which you have to get activated. You you normally just scan a code and it get activated with a mobile phone network and it's stored on the device itself. Um it's used in the Apple Watch uh with uh, the cellular Apple Watch, it's used there already, and it's used in some of the iPads, uh the 4G iPads. Um, Again that will depend if your network provider supports it, Uh, but most the mainstream ones are getting them on board with eSIM. The way it works with the iPhone um, XS in China is slightly different, they actually are able to insert two SIM cards into the phone, uh, one on top of the other side by side. And it and it could be and it could be achieved that way. Um, in terms of iOS twelve, it's smart. It will recognise um, and differentiate between the two SIM cards. It will have two separate sets of everything. When a phone call comes in, it will tell you through which SIM it's, you're receiving that call. So is it by your work number or by your personal number? And likewise, when you make calls. So that in a nutshell is the iPhone um, XS. Um, and I will talk about later on towards the end of, the, end of this episode whether I think it's, it's worth upgrading to it or not. Um, I, I personally think um, if you've got an iPhone 10, though, I'm going to tell you that right now, it, it it's not worth considering but but we'll talk about that more in a bit um the i so the iphone XS is available in silver space gray or gold um the standard iphone XS, the one that has the same form factor as the iphone 10 uh the prices are pretty much the same um 64 gigabytes for 999 pounds ouch 256 gigabytes for £1,149, and there is a third storage capacity, 512 gigabytes. I don't understand why anyone in their right mind would need that much space on a phone. That's £1,349. What about the Max model, you say? Let's face it, that's going to be the most popular one. Um, These larger phones always tend to be more popular. Um, So the Max model, yeah, uh, 64 gigabytes at £1,099. 256 gigabytes at £1,249. And get ready for this, 512 gigabytes for £1,449. One and a half grand for a phone. That's MacBook territory. That's MacBook Pro territory. That's insane. But nonetheless, Apple are confident that they'll be able to sell these things. Um, so as I'm recording this, uh, pre-orders have gone live um, in terms of the Apple Store. So I'm recording this at what? Well, this is about eleven thirty in the morning on a Friday. Um, in terms of the Apple Store, um, the Mac, everything's available really. Everything is available for launch day, it seems. What? Oh, no. With an exception, uh, the max at 64 gigabytes has slipped to a um, three-week wait. Launch day would be next Friday, the 21st of September. Um... In terms of the standard iPhone XS, yeah, all the all the all the all the varieties, all the capacities are available in stock, there's no problem there. Look at third parties like such as Argos. Um, you know, they have they seem to have stock of everything as I'm checking. The mobile networks, of course, are offering tariffs. They are just as ghastly as last year with the iPhone ten. They don't appear to be much different price-wise as last year's with the iPhone ten. EE from Uh, I understand, from what I have at a quick glance, uh, tend to be offering the best value, namely because they do discounts if you sign up to any sort of employee scheme. Uh, So check with your employer, they might have a a code to give you 20% off EE tariffs. Or for example, um, if you are a student, uh, you're able to get 20% off price plans as well. Um, And funnily enough, the mobile networks seem to I mean, I didn't think they would offer the 512 gigabyte model, but they are. And, you know, you think, oh my gosh, how much is that going to cost per month? I think it's like around £100, £110 pounds, um, most of the plans, but they do require you to put a lot of money down. So you're looking at about £275 pounds or something or thereabouts. But that's the iPhone XS and the iPhone XS Max. Now, the, um, the third model of iPhone that was announced is the one that I think is going to be the best-selling. I think that i mean obviously people like me and, and perhaps people like you um who are always interested in the latest technology we were interested in the fastest processors and all all, all the sort of minor new features um we, you know we, we want the latest and greatest absolutely we love tech we're addicted to tech it, yeah for good or for, for better or for worse we are um but uh for joey consumer out there they just want a phone they just want a phone with a decent large enough screen, they want to be able to uh, Facebook, they want to be able to check their Instagram, they want to be able to send emails, go on the web, they want to listen to music, they want to do these basic things, but they want want the iOS experience if they're interested in an iPhone, Um, and they basically want something that looks good. Um, So, Apple have solved this problem by introducing, I'm not going to say a budget model phone, because the prices aren't quite budget, uh, but a lower cost model iPhone called Quite terribly the iPhone XR, the iPhone XR. Not sure why it's called 10R, but there you go. Now, the the thing with this is that this is a large phone. So this is much like the 10s Max. This is larger than an iPhone 10 and larger than the standard 10s. So this is 6.1 inches compared to the iPhone 10s Max's 6.5 inches. Um, this is larger. So this is somewhat in the middle between the iPhone 10 and the iPhone XS Max. Right. Okay. So with the iPhone XR, um, the the main difference, um, now basically, before I go into differences, so this is a decent phone. Like, okay. I, I think this is not a budget phone. I want to reiterate that before I go into the main differences. Um, it's, Been um, it's a phone that Apple have made certain compromises in terms of materials rather than internals, rather than the performance of the phone itself, which is why I don't think most people are going to mind. And to compensate for so, for example, the phone is has has an aluminium edge. Edging around it, where the other other phones, where the iPhone 10, the iPhone 10s, will have a stainless steel edging around it. Um, you know, they all have a glass back for wireless charging, etc. Um, but but generally, the materials are a little bit cheaper, a little bit look. You know, compare the Apple Watch Sport to the Apple Watch stainless steel, and, that, and that's a good comparison between the iPhone 10R and the iPhone 10s or iPhone 10. Um, and and to compensate uh, for that, the Apple have, have, have are offering this phone in a variety of fun colors. So, much like if you remember the old iPhone 5C. So, we have a total of six colors all available at launch. White, black, blue, yellow, coral, and product red. And those will all be available um, day one uh, when that launches. Now, um, because this is a lower budget Apple phone, And it could potentially, and I believe it will eventually cannibalize the sales of the iPhone XS, the more expensive one there. Um, This is not going to be available at the same time as the iPhone XS. So the iPhone XS is available, um, is actually available on the 21st of September in stores. The iPhone XR is available in October. So you'll be able to pre-order it from the 19th of October. So there is um there's a, there's a bit of a wait there's about a month, so they're giving it a month for the um the tennis to uh spread its wings, so to speak and then then the ten hour will be available now, why is it better value well immediately the price um and 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 actually the configuration of storage um capacities so for example, the pricing is it starts from seven hundred. And forty nine pounds, so seven hundred and forty nine pounds um, gets you sixty four gigabytes, large six point one inch phone screen phone, sixty four gigabytes, seven hundred forty nine pounds. Still expensive. iPhones are still very expensive, but there's a much more easier pill to swallow than the nine hundred ninety nine pounds for the iPhone ten. Now here's where it gets interesting, the sweet spot of storage, 128 gigabytes, the capacity I wish there was for the iPhone X, and I wish there was for the iPhone XS, is available on the iPhone uh, XR. Now that's £799, that seems like a no-brainer, spend the extra 50 quid, get 128 gigs, I don't think you'll need a gigabyte more. There is a larger capacity of 256 gigabytes. That's 899. So as you can see, the prices are, are, are quite good. But what are you compromising? Well, what you're compromising really is, first of all, is the screen. Um, and this is where I don't think most people even know the difference. So the iPhone X and the iPhone XS have an OLED display. Beautiful OLED display. You'll see more modern TVs. Um, where, where there are... Uh, the, the, the images are in layman's terms appear more vibrant, blacks are true black, etc. Now, the et- iPhone XR has a, um, well, they call it liquid retina display, which is basically an LCD display. And they give it a special name, liquid retina, because it's the first, apparently, I'm not sure if this is true, but the first edge to edge LCD display. Now, if you've used an iPhone 8, if you use an iPhone 7, if you use an iPhone 6, if you've used um, any of the current iPads, you, you've already used an LCD display. So most people aren't going to notice the difference. Um, it is an edge-to-edge display. The bez- there is a very slight bezel around the screen. It's nothing to talk about at all. And it is, it's a little bit noticeable. It's only really noticeable when you hold it side by side to an iPhone XS. Um, but other than that, most people won't notice. And as I said, um, in terms of materials, you're dealing with um, aluminium design as opposed to stainless steel. Um, in terms of Dust and water resistant, it's the same as the iPhone 10. It is IP67, you can submerge it up to one meter in water. It's not as good as the iPhone 10s, which can handle up to two meters in water. Again, I don't think people are gonna really care or notice. Now, this is interesting. Um, it's the same A12 processor as inside the iPhone 10s. So you have the faster processor, you have the same processor. You have a faster processor than the iPhone 10. So it's a brilliant deal in that respect. Um, you have the same camera, only you don't have a dual camera. You have a single camera at, um, at the back um, against the same camera, 12 megapixel camera, same aperture. And it has optical image stabilization. So, you know, that's great. Um what you don't have is the dual camera, as you say. So you don't have that um, that optical zoom that you can achieve by moving to the, to the second lens. You might think, okay, well, the dual camera brings me the benefits of portrait mode. Well, actually, they've managed to miraculously, and I say that with sarcasm, because it can be done with one camera, it was just marketing spin before, they've miraculously able to offer portrait mode on the iPhone XR with a single lens. Now, a lot of people suspected when the iPhone, was it the iPhone 6? Yes, the iPhone 6 Plus had a dual camera. Okay, Uh, no it didn't, it was the iPhone 7, my bad, the iPhone 7 Plus had a dual camera. And they claimed that portrait mode could only be achievable on something with a dual camera. Now we've seen other manufacturers um introduce that on um you know on phones with single lenses, Google have managed to do it, Samsung have managed to do it, so it's not quite true. Um but um that that was their claim that you needed uh, the dual camera system that to be able to do that. Now they have done that. They have definitely done that. And um it not only has that portrait mode available to you with a single lens, but uh you have the depth control, the the the, the control and the depth of field, which wasn't available which is not available to those with an iPhone X. So you can see this is all marketing spin. This is all to create some sort of artificial differentiation between the products and really just to try and upsell them. Um, There's no reason why last year's iPhones can't have all these features. There was no reason that portrait mode couldn't have been put on, for example, the standard iPhone 8 last year. It obviously could have done. Um, Now, portrait mode... Um, is obviously a little better with a dual camera system. M- my argument is it's not impossible to do it without one. So um, will you notice it? I'm not entirely sure if you will notice it. Um, for basic things, like you want you want something in focus, you want the background a little bit sort of blurry, um, you can achieve that quite easily. Um, maybe for more sophisticated uh, models, such as you're dealing with strands of hair and things like that, you might get, and I don't know because I've not used either phone yet, but you might get um, um, an unsatisfactory performance out of the 10R. But for most people, most people who've got a phone who just want to take photos of their kids, take photos of themselves, it will work absolutely fine. And this camera is a very good camera. As I said, it is actually the same camera as the iPhone XS, just with a single lens. Um... And of course, yeah, you get all the depth control stuff and all that sort of stuff, and all the all, all the portrait lighting effects that the iPhone X introduced last year. Um, and you know, you get everything else. You 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 everything is exactly the same. You get the dual SIM system, so the dual SIM card is also in the iPhone XR. You get the same processor I mentioned. You still get uh, the four G. LTE but um, you don't get the gigabit class LTE so again the performance in terms of using mobile data is the same as what you would expect from the, the iPhone 10 but it's not going to be as good as the iPhone XS but then again most people who purchase the XS won't be able to take advantage of that technology yet, not for a while so you're not really missing out so I think the iPhone XR is a great phone I think it's a great phone. I think it's gonna outsell the 10 at that price because 200 pounds difference. That's a lot of money. I mean two hundred pounds is a lot of money. Um now I, I, I yeah, I, I absolutely think people I think people are gonna embrace the fun colours. It looks like an iPhone 10. So you you've got the edge to edge display, you've got the notch at the top, it has face ID, you know, all of that stuff. You can use an emojis, all of that stuff works just the same. Um and I, I just think it's 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 um a better value iphone it's an iphone with a more sensible price tag that's going to be far too enticing for people to pass up particularly with the price of uh, mobile contracts at the moment this is by far going to be the best selling iphone Mark my words we won't see anything, any movement obviously until october but um I, I think that's the one. If you're unsure, if you're not if you've not if there are many features on the iPhone XS that you're not sure you you don't understand, let alone you're not sure you can make get the benefit out of, I would give the 10R some serious consideration. If you want to buy a phone for your your you know your teenager or your your parents and you, you know that they're, they're not going to care about um, the the more advanced features of the 10s and and to you know to be able the latest games and have a faster processor. To do. Well, I said faster processor. There you go. I fell into the trap. The 10R the has the same processor. So there's even more of a reason. So what I was going to say is um, I, I would recommend the 10R. I would most definitely recommend the 10R. Two hundred pounds difference. It is almost seems like a no-brainer. Now. The unique thing about this year's Apple events was that it's my opinion and the opinion of many other people I've spoken to that the iPhone was actually underwhelming. And the real star of the show was actually the Apple Watch. So Apple have updated the Apple Watch, uh, and the Apple Watch has come a long way from the very first generation, which um, Generation Zero, which is no longer supported. It won't receive WatchOS 5 on Monday. It won't receive many of the new features. There are lots of people out there who bought Apple Watches, the original Apple Watch, on day one. It's sluggish, it's slow, the battery is knackered. It's a terrible experience compared to the newer Series 3 Apple Watch. So therefore, they are ready to upgrade. But what those who have waited, who haven't got the Series 3, can take advantage of the Series 4, which is, again, um, on pre-order now and will be released on the 21st of September uh, because it's the most exciting Apple Watch yet, mainly because of the new form factor. So what Apple have done is they have actually increased the sizes. So the previous uh, versions of Apple Watch, uh, we had a 38 millimeter case and a 42 millimeter and the 42 millimeter case. Uh, now that's changed. We have now a 44 millimeter case and a 40 millimeter case. And we have more of there is a slight bezel, but we have more of an edge to edge display than before. The screen um, sort of meets the curves of the watch f- of the watch face, the case itself. And it's, you can immediately see the difference when you place a standard Apple Watch next to a Series 4 Apple Watch side by side. There's so much more detail on the screen. Um, it just seems like a better experience. And I must admit, I'm being tempted by this. I myself have got a Series 3 Apple Watch. In terms of speed, it's fine. It's reliable. But that new screen, my goodness. So Apple, again, are using the gold model. They've introduced a gold stainless um, steel Apple Watch model to do it for their promotions. And this obviously matches the gold iPhone XS. Um, and really, the, um, the the Series 4 of Apple Watch um, brings... Some, uh, some standard standard improvements, um, there's nothing, well, I say there's nothing groundbreaking, there is, it depends on, on the way you look at it, so I'll explain. First of all, um, you, you do have a faster processor. So at Series 3, we had a dual-core S3 processor, now we've got a dual-core S4 processor. This one is now a 64-bit processor, so the first time we have a 64-bit processor on an Apple Watch, this doesn't really make a difference Uh, at the moment it won't really make a difference for a while but um it's this will mean a more future-proofed apple watch because there will be a point in time where apple watch apps will only be only be 64-bit apps um and in terms of future-proofing this makes things a little little bit better it's more of paving the way slowly we're we're yet to see the benefits of of 64-bit applications on an apple watch um now this also is a slightly thinner, just slightly, um, the Apple Watch Series 3 was 11.4 millimetres thin, this one is 10.7 millimetres thin, it has a um, the iPhone, um, uh, iPhone the iP- Apple Watch Series 3 where the centre is at the back, it kind of bulges a little and presses into your skin, where this one is a little bit more flat, a little bit more flush against your skin, just a little. Um, because the sensors have been redesigned. So um, before, with the Series 3, we had an optical heart sensor. We do have one now with the Series 4. Um, it's a second-generation one. There are improvements. And uh, more interestingly enough, with, with the uh, Series 4, there is uh, another sensor. We have an electrical heart sensor now. And this actually allows you to um, perform an ECG, which is the first a portable sort of wearable device that allow you to do this is it's actually quite impressive it's an impressive feat. um so an ecg uh, electrocardiogram uh which basically in layman's terms records the electrical activity of your heart um and you do this by touching um the digital crown and um what that does it will perform an, e- an ecg or also known as an ekg and it can check for signs of heart disease, early signs of heart disease, if if something's not right. Um, Apple have made this um, easy to use in terms of you can then generate reports, uh, um, which which will show you the activity of your heart. You can take those reports to your doctor and and take things from there if something is serious. Now you might wonder, well, hold on a second, what doctor in their right mind is going to take this, you know, readings from my Apple Watch seriously? Well, Apple have done the groundwork and they've got approval from the relevant uh, medical authorities in the USA um it's been approved so they have you know that that's great and and because of that that process takes a while they will own they will have to the, they won't be able to introduce rather the um the ecg uh feature um until later on in the year uh that's in america so in the uk and other countries goodness knows how long that process is going to take for to, to reach approval so um you will not get that feature on day 1 just bear in mind I mentioned the digital crown um um just just remind you that there is a slight change to the digital crown, so the cellular model of Apple watch, the big red dot has disappeared it's now a red ring. The digital crown is now um now now provides haptic feedback, so if you imagine the sort of haptic feedback you get on when you're using your iPhone when you're scrolling through lists that can of like click 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 click. That feeling you're going to get that when you use the digital crown on your uh, new Apple Watch. Um, And there's another sensor on there um, because of the enhanced gyroscopes and the enhanced accelerometers that have been packed into the Series 4, the Apple Watch um, can now detect falls. So there are fall detections. Um, So this is good because there are people with certain illnesses. Uh, where they are prone to uh, passing out unexpectedly. There's obviously the elderly who, if they you know suffer a fall, it might be quite dangerous. and They may not be able to get up easily. So what happens is the watch is clever enough to know if you've had a fall. And if you had a fall, it will um, give you the option or it will dial for you emergency services. Um, I think it will dial emergency services automatically If it doesn't detect you getting up again within a set period of time and much like the SOS mode on the Apple Watch, it will send messages to your emergency contacts and it will send a map with your location. Now, there are other things as well um, in terms of... um, uh, Sensing sort of heart activity. So the Apple Watch Series 3 introduced um, an alert that would warn you if it detected an elevated heart rate. So if you're not appearing to do any sort of activity, physical activity, but your heart rate is elevated, that could be a sign that something is wrong. So it will say, Hey, I think something's wrong. You know, is there something wrong? Your, your heart rate is elevated. Check it out. Um, now it can. Do the same, but w- through detecting a low heart rate and this is what i don 't quite understand. I know the heart uh, of op- the optical heart center has been improved slightly, but the low heart rate warning will only be applicable to those who have a Series 4 Apple Watch, not those who have a Series 3, which makes no sense at all. I'm pretty certain this is, again, more marketing spin. I'm pretty certain you could allow the Series 3 to provide such a warning. Um, So I'm a little bit unhappy about that. But nonetheless, those are the key differences with the Apple Watch Series 4. Both will come in GPS and cellular models again. Um, The pricing is effectively the same as the Series 3 when it launched. So for example, GPS and sellier, um at the larger size is going to set you back £529. At the uh, smaller size, it's going to set you back £499. Um, if you shave £100 off those prices for just for the GPS model, That's fine. And those those are the prices for the sports models. There are obviously um, different prices for different materials. Aluminium, um, stainless steel, you know, there are different prices there. Um, there is, um, doesn't appear to be an Apple Watch Series 4 edition, so no premium, premium material like there was with ceramic and Series 3. Maybe they'll introduce that a bit later on, I don't know. Um, the Apple Watch Series 2 and below have been completely discontinued. The Apple Watch Series 3 is now the entry-level Apple Watch, and the prices for that start at two hundred and seventy nine pounds for the g p s only version three seven nine for the um g p s um and cellular version and um yeah really um the it it's um it it it's quite impressive um these the apple watch is now maturing, it's not quite there yet it's starting to mature as a platform I like the fact that Apple now have figured out what to do with it before it was kind of like, oh this is a cool piece of tech, jack of all trades, we don't really have a clear vision, but now it seems to be focused on your health, I think they actually described it as um, a watchful guardian uh, for your health or or, or something like that or intelligent guardian for your health so if you haven't jumped onto Apple Watch yet um, now is probably the time um i w- w- wanted to just talk about the cellular option because i've grumbled in the past before about, yeah, I've got 4G on my Apple Watch, I rarely use it, is it worth the extra £5 a month whatever. Um, one of the other complaints was that it was only available there was an exclusivity deal with EE and you had no choice but to go on their price plan and, and to get one of those and um, Apple did actually announce there's another UK carrier now and that is Vodafone, Vodafone jumped on board, um, so you can get an, uh, your, your existing Apple Watch Series 3 or get a new Apple Watch Series 4 on the on the network, have calls routed through, through to your um, your watch with your same phone number, etc. And um, it's, um unfortunately it, it's pretty much the same price. It's um, five pounds a, a month on top of your existing phone price plan. And obviously there, there there are different price plans if you want to get a the watch itself through contract. But um, you, know, you, you know that that varies. Now other than that there's not much different with the apple watch um there are just like different materials used at at the on on the watch itself and the back with the sensor so basically when you want a 4g signal um there's a chance to get a better signal because the signal can now move from behind and in front of the watch the watch case in itself um again how often will you be doing that in real world terms i'm not sure you will be doing it that often um there are some lovely new watch faces that take advantage of that new um screen real estate and um i unfortunately the, these are going to be exclusive to the series four again these can there's no reason why these these can't be on the series three um but it is what it is marketing and it does take advantage so there's one a beautiful one called the infograph which is um highly uh customizable and then basically uh, uses the curves of the screen of, in a clever way and, and to, to present a UI where you can fit up to eight different watch complications uh, and, and anyone with an Apple Watch knows that what one of the most frustrating things about it is the lack of complications you can have on the screen at once um, so this one allows up to eight um, and yeah so there's lots of new watch faces that they demoed that will only be exclusive to Series 4 but there are some new ones which they also demoed at the, uh, during the presentation that will be available to all Apple Watches that are capable of supporting watch OS 5. So basically the Apple Watch Series 3 is fine with that and these new ones incre- include a new Breathe watch face which um, incorporates the Breathe um, the, the mindfulness app that's already part of watch OS um and there are different options for different breathing exercises that you can do right you know right there from the watch face including classic calm and focus there is the elements uh watch face that they demoed where this is an animated watch face where you can pick between different effects uh fire or water um and there is uh, a couple of other ones as well. Um, there's the uh, the vapor one. the vapor one was demoed as well. Um, and so those, as far as I'm aware, will be available to all Apple watches uh, capable of running watch OS 5. So that brings me to the ultimate question. Um, is it worth upgrading? So these are some wonderful goodies that were displayed. Is it worth upgrading? Well, let's start with the iPhone. Um, If you have an iPhone X, you you spent a £1,000 plus last year to purchase an iPhone X, there is absolutely no reason in the world it's worth upgrading right now. You will not see any obvious performance increases or enjoy any obvious new features with the iPhone XS If you have an iPhone 10 and likewise, there's no point upgrading or downgrading, whether you're looking at it to the iPhone 10 R. If you have an iPhone 10, um, your iPhone 10 is fine. I have iOS 12, I had early access to it I have the Golden Master which is the version that will ship on these new iPhones and that will be made available to the public on Monday and it actually speeds up but the iPhone 10. It is buttery smooth, it brings a new lease of life to it. It also does so with older devices such as the iPhone SE and it also does so with older devices such as the 9.7 inch iP- iPad Pro which is what I have and really um, if your concern is oh well iOS is going to get slow on my 10 it's absolutely fine it's absolutely fine you can probably hold out for another year if you got your phone on contract you're probably going to wait have to wait another year anyway i don't think you're missing that much with this new iphone the only thing is if for business purposes you absolutely could do with dual sim it might be worth upgrading then but then again it's cheaper just to keep another phone in your pocket isn't it i don't know um I would say with those who have an iPhone 8 even, who bought the iPhone 8 or the 8 Plus last year, um, it's probably not, again, not worth upgrading to the XS. It's not worth that extra money. If you really are desperate for the iPhone experience, if you if you want that edge-to-edge display and, and you want those features, then maybe, just maybe... Um, consider doing a, 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 a trade-in and selling your iphone 8 or 8 plus and getting the iphone 10r when it's released because then you won't have to top up that much more money um but i would say again it's worth waiting for another year it's not worth upgrading at this point this upgrade for the up to the iphone 10s is really for those who have an iphone 7 and below iphone 7 and below Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. If you're in the market for a new phone, go for an iPhone XS. It's a great phone. It is the best phone. It's the best iPhone they've made. Absolutely. Of course it's going to be. Um, Definitely go for that without a shadow of a doubt. However, you might find that um, you, you don't need all the new features. You want to save a bit of money, in which case I would say give the iPhone XR some serious consideration now in terms of apple watch oh this is a tricky one because everyone gets a bit excited when there's a new form factor and this watch looks gorgeous and you hold it side by side an existing apple watch and it just makes it makes the poor apple watch series 3 or below just look yeah old um but in terms of uh, day-to-day use and features it doesn't offer much to the table most most of the new features on the Apple watch such as walkie-talkie and um, automatic start and stop um, detection when you're running etc is baked into watchOS 5 so I would say if you have an Apple watch series 3 no need to upgrade unless you've got the cash to splash and unless you can get a good deal on your existing apple watch get some money towards a new one and it's really hard to because the resale value on apple watches aren't that great i mean i've tried to look on i've, I've, I've been tempted by the screen with a new one i put you know i've looked around on ebay i don't think people get 300 pounds for a 42 millimeter apple watch series 3 but um if you can do it, if you've got the means to do it, great. If not, Series Three is fine. It's fast. It is it 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 is absolutely fine. It's it's a fast fast watch, fast device. Most of the new features, in fact, all the new features in Watch OS Five, you'll be able to use. The only thing you will, you'll be able to you won't be able to use is the ECG. Now, um, again, the ECG is um feature is not something that's going to be available to us in the uk for a while there's a strong chance that due to the pro- long process of re- reaching medical approval we're not going to get the ecg feature until around about the time the next generation of apple watch is introduced so please be wary of that that will not work on day one that will not work in six months time most likely most likely um if you are in have an apple watch series two and you know again the series 2 is a capable apple watch i don't think it's worth upgrading from that you've got waterproofing with the series 2 um the speed is good enough for watch os 5 you again you might want to if, if you got the means you might want to but i think you have a decent enough experience waiting for the next version of the apple watch now if you have a series one or a series zero without a shadow of a doubt upgrade your apple watch upgrade it if you can if you want to upgrade it because this is the upgrade you've been waiting for this is the, this is the redemption for having to put up with what i thought was very much in an hindsight a beta product the apple watch series zero which was slow and clunky and did not offer a good experience it was frustrating to use but this is the upgrade you need if you if you if 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 you have the means. Now, um, without a shadow of doubt, get that if you're Series 1, Series 0 owner. Um, I would also say that um, if you are tempted to get an Apple Watch Series 3, because those have been reduced in price and those are now the new entry-level models, be wary, because you save money, great, and you'll have a fantastically fast Apple Watch, and you have one that you can use on, on 4G, But um, it's that processor. So the Series 4 is a 64-bit processor. In terms of future proofing, I can see a time where um, there will no longer be support for um, um, non-64-bit devices. Um, um, apps or or devices with non-64-bit processors, I should say, there will be a time in the future. It won't happen for a long time, a few years, but if you're in the market for buying a new watch, you may as well spend a little bit extra and get one uh, that's a little bit better in terms of future-proofing. So um you know with that that being said, um um those are the new Apple devices. That's my opinion so whether you should upgrade or not. Um iOS 12 is coming to the public on Monday. Um all the other updates are happening then as well. We should see an update for the Apple TV. We're gonna see an update for the home pod. Apple did announce that their their press event. That the HomePod is going to get some new features on Monday. You'll be able to make phone calls directly from the HomePod from Monday, provided your iPhone is 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 on your is on your home network. Um, you will be able to uh, trigger a, a ping ping my iPhone, ping my iOS device. If you've lost your phone somewhere in the house, you can tell the HomePod to play a sound on your iPhone till you find it. Um, And also little things like multiple timers That's coming on Monday Which is handy if you're cooking, trust me Um, So we've got quite a lot to look forward to Monday's going to be a big day Um, As I said, pre-orders are open for the Apple uh, Watch Series 4 For the Apple um, iPhone um, X X, iPhone XS And the iPhone XR pre-orders Do not open until October now I just wanted to just before I finish up, I just wanted to talk about when we talked about what was at Apple's event and what's worth upgrading to and what's not. Let's just pay some quick attention to what wasn't at that event. What wasn't at that event that we were expecting? Well, we were expecting new iPads. Um it's long been rumored that the iPad Pro is gonna get a bit of a makeover, it's gonna get face ID and edge-to-edge display. That's not happened yet because I think there was too much in this event. I think Apple will probably have a a secondary event at some point in October, probably around the time where the iPhone XR goes on sale um and then the i the new ipad pro will be unveiled then um also what was missing was mention of any new airpods it's long been rumored that there'll be a new pair of airpods on sale which will have a wireless charging case and which will um allow you to trigger um hello siri um by um just 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 saying hello, Siri, uh rather than tapping on on the airPod itself 'll have you know and little things like that and slightly better wall of resistance that didn't happen at all. Um, there was funny enough there was a promo video at the beginning of the Apple event. they have these things um where it, I think the premise was it was, an, it was an Apple employee rushing to the Steve Jobs theater to give Tim Cooker a, to a mystery briefcase, and inside that briefcase was um the clicker for the presentation um and um she was at the beginning she was she was yelling commands to, to Siri, but she wasn't tapping she had the AirPods in, sorry. And she was yelling commands to Siri, and she wasn't tapping on the AirPods to do that. She was just saying, hello Siri, A B C. So um Um, you know, that 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 maybe that's a sign of what's what's to come, I don't know. Or maybe it's just for fun. We shouldn't read too much into that. Um And, um, yeah, the biggest disappointment, uh, the biggest thing that was missing was air power. So this was the, this, Apple shows us this like a year ago. The wireless charging mat that could charge up to three devices wirelessly at the same time, charge them intelligently, regulate the power correctly. Um, Yeah, and there was no mention of it. I thought we would be ready for this year. I thought they would show him, unveil it. There's been no mention at all. Maybe it's harder for them to pull this off as, but than I thought. I've heard rumors that they've got problems with the thing overheating. That's why it's been delayed. But And Apple employees are denying all knowledge of it. They're saying they're not prepared to talk about it. There's nothing to report when they're asked. Um, what's slightly more alarming is that all mentions of it have been removed from Apple's website. Before, there were pages mentioned it with a few promo images. They've all completely been wiped away. So will their power even be released? Will it ever be released? Or, or or do Apple have a little bit more work to do? It is a little embarrassing a year later that they haven't brought it to the table. Uh, so I think it's probably more out of embarrassment uh, than anything else that they are just basically wiping it from our memories for the time being anyway. Well, thank you for listening to uh, this, this edition of The Intersection. It was a special, like I said. Um, those of you um, buying iPhones and, and, and buying Apple Watches, I hope you enjoy your new toys. Do drop us an email and let us know how you get on with those. But we will certainly be back with more news uh, from the worlds of tech and from the worlds of pop culture. Um, If you haven't yet subscribed to us, uh, please do so. You can find um, instructions on our website, which is intersectioncast.com. We're also listed on all major podcast directories, including TuneIn Radio and including iTunes. If you want to be alerted to new episodes via social media, you can do so. You can find us on Twitter. Our user account is at Let's Intersect. Or you can find us on Facebook. That's uh, facebook.com slash intersectioncast. If you want to drop us any feedback, any requests, any questions, anything at all, any feedback, we'd love to hear from you drop us an email. You're welcome to. Our email address is feedback at intersectioncast.com. You can also use that same email address because it's our Skype account username and you can drop us a Skype voicemail. Again, we'd love to hear from you. So thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Intersection. I'm your host, Jonathan Wildman, signing off. And until the next time, that's a wrap. the intersection.